showing everybody how to grow their confidence One for all and gold like Donovan Gold So we go on the game Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode three of the Beyond the Game podcast. This is the Leadership Academy. Mark Ehelge is a leader through and through. As a graduate of the University of Toronto, where he played varsity football, Mark now has his sights set on medical school. He now will look to carry the traits and skills that he acquired during his undergrad, his master's degree, his football career, and life to succeed in his next adventure. Mark, bro, how are you doing, man? I'm doing well. You know, thank you for having me here today. And I really, really respect what you're doing here. I, I think it's critical and important to I appreciate uh, you that. Know, give back and have individuals who've gone through such a pathway, whatever it might be, to talk to other individuals. So. I appreciate that, man. Thank you. No, honestly, like I'm, I'm excited for for this conversation, especially because I think a lot of people can relate to it. Maybe not necessarily on the level of 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 what we're going to talk about, but in the sense that, you know, everybody goes through some form of trial and the the academic journey in in general. I feel that a lot of people can can, can relate to. So I think I'm I'm really excited for this uh, discussion in particular. Um, okay, so so you know I kind of let the cat out of the bag a little bit, but do you want to tell us your your news before <laughs> before we continue? <laughs> right. Um, so part of the reason I'm here is because you know I'm going to eventually become a medical doctor because I've accepted into medical school. Yeah, it's been uh, quite a journey to get to this point, and mm-hmm. I have even more of a journey to go. But this is definitely a good start to. Yes. Uh, Yes, definitely. Most definitely. You know, for for those who don't know, I'll give a little background. I played football with Mark at the University of Toronto. Uh, He was a defensive end. I was a linebacker. He he was doing his thing and I'm here injured on the sideline watching away. But but either way, it's really cool to to. I guess come full circle, you know, seeing, seeing what you did when I was in my first year was really cool because I didn't, I, I didn't see people necessarily who looked like me going on to not only play sports, but also right. now potentially, you know, going into the, the medical profession, like as a doctor, you're going to medical school. Right. Um, and I, th- I think that is a very important aspect of, of life, you know, having the representation or, and even, you know, from, from your end, being able right. to achieve these things, you know, because the path definitely has not, hasn't been easy for you. And so, and so we, we can, we'll definitely get into different things and talk about right. uh, the, the journey and the skills that you've acquired throughout the journey. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, oh, yeah, so absolutely. Be, mm-hmm. absolutely. yes. So, so before we keep going, can we give us one interesting fact about you? Right. So I actually sat down ruminating about this and this is what I came up with. So I think I, it's, I guess it's kind of the way I view myself as kind of like a, a brainiac jock individual, right? Because I was always a combination of, you know, my academics and, and sports, right? So I can sit here and yell and love football, play football, play basketball, mm-hmm. but I can also be intricate in terms of um, understanding existentialism or mm. um, philosophy of like something as minimal as anime, right? So, like, who, my spectrum is very wide, and mm-hmm. I'm 
I think that makes me unique in that sense that I'm able to delve into different spaces and fully be present in those spaces. Absolutely, I, I think that's I think that's really cool. I think the anime the anime community might come at you for saying it's minimal, <laughs> but <laughs> I, I can I can definitely <laughs> I but I, I can definitely get behind that. Like you know, like I think I think football players are typically seen as you know very not intelligent, but that's that's just right. the truth. You know, there there are a lot of you know people are nuanced people have so many different quirks right. about them and and you can't just label them with one thing right and so um exactly. i think you know you do it you being very unashamed of every part of you is a huge thing because it's it's you know paving the way for those who might come come after you who might not right want to show that they love anime or that they run like naruto or that they that they um you know they right. they like to learn right. languages or different things like that so i right. think no, it's uh, i think it's really cool right no i absolutely agree um if i can you know just jump into one thing i'm really thinking about when i was in high school yeah. um i did a presentation or a speech about astronomy and how i love the stars and the universe and got some you know, some mixed results, mm. right? But, you know, what, what I found was that I never shun away from it, even though individuals didn't accept that part of me, right? I kept building up in those, those aspects of me and growing it into other areas. And I feel like that's actually helped me to become who I am today, staying true to who I am and just adding more pieces and growing myself. That's that's awesome. And how how did you do that? Because I know for a lot of individuals, like we mentioned before, it can be very difficult to be confident in those areas. Like how how did you uh, get to a point where you're like, this is me, I like me, and I'm going to show you me? Yeah, I'll definitely say uh, it, definitely not something easy to do um, mm -hmm. in terms of um, understanding it. I think it comes from a lot of self-reflection and making a lot of mistakes, right? Um, and learning from those mistakes appropriately and understanding, okay, this is who I want to be in this space and also finding the right individuals that will accept who you are, right? Um, your, your social group definitely defines uh, what you're going to become and what you're allowed to explore. If you put yourself in the right social group, right individuals will accept you, people will help you to grow, then it's easier for you to just be yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Don't accept being in spaces that don't fit you, right? Or change those spaces into fitting you, right? So it's important that you are deliberate in your environment and self-reflection of those environment situations and experiences. Absolutely. That's, that's, those are very wise words. And I, I can, I can only think of, you know, all our parents telling us, you know, show me your, mm -hmm. show me your five best friends and I, and I'll show you exactly who you are. And I remember hearing that as a kid and I was like, stop that. I'm not going to become who they are. And then, re then realizing as I became older, I was like, yeah, no, you're, you are very, very correct. You know? And um, right, I look, right. I look at, you know, kind of my immediate circle and um, I, my mm. friends, friends doing very, very big things, very high achieving for, or like high reaching friends. And I, right. I see that in myself, you know, I, I want to do 
very good things in this world. So I'm going to keep reaching for the stars. So I, I definitely understand that. I can, I can relate to that. So I know my 15 year old self is hating me for it, but it's fine. You, <laughs> it will happen. Just choose your friends wisely. It's very, very true. Right. Right. Yeah. If I can add to that, um, I've always, even though I've had opportunity to always expand my social circle, I've always been a person who just enjoy keeping it small. Yeah. Right. It's always been um, in those small social circles that I'm able to truly be myself mm-hmm. because I'm a person that likes to engage in like deep, convers- meaningful conversations with other individuals. Mm-hmm. And when you have a big social circle, well, just from my perspective and for me specifically, it really um, divides who I can be versus cultivating who I want to be. Right. Mm-hmm. So definitely. For me, that's kind of helped me as well, keeping it small and tight-knit and then bouncing ideas off those individuals. And as they grow, you grow, so everybody grows together. It's just Absolutely, absolutely. And I, I, I can remember very vividly you know, in two situations when you and I had conversations, uh, once we were at a party and uh, the, the second time we're at a restaurant with, with some friends, uh, the, first, the first question you asked me, so what is marriage to you? And I was like, I beg your pardon. What? <laughs> and we, and then we just we started having this conversation. This, this is, right. I think this is just before or just before, or just after I, I was engaged, and we had that conversation. Right. And it was it was really right. interesting because I didn't expect to have that question brought up to me, especially in the situation that we were in, right? And then the, <laughs> the next question you asked me uh, at the restaurant again with, with a lot of people around me, would you let your kid play football? And I was like, what? I've never thought about it. And, you know, and like, it's, it's, it's very interesting because these are questions that, you know, may just go over people's heads, but, but right. you have, you had the, the, the insight to ask these questions that would mean a lot. And they, 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 they brought up a lot of thoughts, brought a lot of discussion. And I think, I think that part of you is something that is missing in a lot of people. They, shy away from some of these deeper questions they shy away from deeper conversations with people and i think right. that you really get to know somebody through these deeper conversations agreed no 100 percent. yeah yeah i think it's like a interesting maybe quirk about me um like at a party it's i, I don't know why i do this or i gravitate <laughs> to it right at a party instead of you know i can i'm a person who can enjoy a party yeah. right yeah. But i'm also a person who can like just sit down and start talking to individuals and I'm not a, a very okay let's just talk about the surface in the, um, mm-hmm. information that I already know about you or already experienced with you right I prefer to you know let's let me let, let me know who you are and you can know who yeah. I am and let's have that conversation and that's how generally I just move my life or that's generally I act in social spaces or with people I know Hey man, it's it's great. People grow, you grow. Keep keep doing it because it will serve you very very well. I, I I know that and I love that about you, man. Really really do. Right. So now let's let's talk about your your academic journey journey a little bit. You so at the University of Toronto, you studied kinesiology, correct? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So um, even I can even go a little bit before university, like high school. You know, high school play sports, academics, um, did well enough, you know, I would say. <laughs> as, as well, you know, sometimes when you're in sports, academics suffer, right? It's like a, yeah. a balance, in my opinion. Um, but either way, did well enough. Um, me and you, got into University of Toronto, playing mm-hmm. football, 
um, with our academics, right? And um, great experience in totality in the, the individuals you meet, um, trials and tribulation of football, trials and tribulation of academics, Oof, right? Yeah. So there's, there's a, <laughs> especially with U of T being such a high standard um, mm -hmm. academic institution. So definitely had to be able to navigate and balance both trials and tribulations yeah. um, together to be able to be successful, right? To be mm -hmm. successful in the academic domain, successful in the, in the sports um, domain. But yeah, so kinesiology really was uh, a good fit for me that I never understood I required or needed because um, as an athlete, it really showed me, it taught me how to understand my own body, mm -hmm. right? And as well, it kind of inspired my push towards a certain field in medicine that I do want to pursue in the future. Mm -hmm. And it's definitely um, incurred or because I was always in, in that space of kinesiology and academics, the, the two um, blended well for me. Mm -hmm. So it was almost a seamless transition between class and being in on the sports field, in my opinion, right? So it was easier for me to kind of live one life versus almost like two separate worlds, in my opinion, right? Mm -hmm. So definitely helped in that sense. But again, kinesiology is still not an easy program by any means, yeah. Yeah. taking all the rigorous science courses and mm -hmm. um, ensuring you have a certain average to maintain your position on the sports team, mm -hmm. right? And thankfully, you know, graduated near the top of my class, um, unaware of how I physically did that. Um, looking <laughs> back, I'm, I am very impressed by younger me. Younger me just had a, a very good focus. I was, because um, I, I never lived on campus, so I had to commute to school every day, mm -hmm. like one hour and 30 minutes to school, Ooh. one hour and 30 minutes away from school, and then classes eight hours a day, practice three hours a day. Mm -hmm. So you can only imagine my day would start around, I wake up at 7 a.m., get home at 11, like 10 p.m., and then eat one hour, sleep by 11, right? During the football season, it's, it's, it's grueling, it's, oh, kind of like the drug you have to go through. Yeah. And it was, it was just quite a bit of experience, but it's kind of a thing that you just, when you go through it, you don't even know you're, what you're doing is like difficult in my sense, you're just doing it. And um, yeah, somehow, again, not sure how, I was able to be successful in that domain in mm -hmm. academics. But um, one thing I will say is I definitely learned how to balance it better and better mm -hmm. every year, mm -hmm. right? So like in first year, um, I didn't have the prerequisite academic skills, I would say. Um, so one thing I definitely did was copy those around me. Like mm -hmm. the beauty about an academic institution is that everybody around you is probably smart, right? Yeah. So if you don't feel like you have, if you have like the, the proper skills, just figure out how other people are doing it and then add that to your skills. So that's the one thing I've really learned over, you know, academic work, or whatever, sports. It's to, it's, so it, it's okay to copy how other people are doing stuff, refine it for yourself and implement those skills and use that to succeed. 
So as I moved through the years, I got better and better at everything I did. And I was definitely um, okay with being vulnerable when mm -hmm. my academics were not up to par, right? So like, for example, I remember for football, they ha we had like an academic um, education session, but it was only available to a certain amount of people who weren't doing so well in school. So I didn't reach the criteria because I was above that. Mm -hmm. But I saw, I kind of felt a friend. I was like, I need these resources. Yeah. I'm spending all this time going home. I need a space where I can learn and study. So I enrolled myself in it, right? So take the initiative, enroll mm -hmm. yourself in it. And um, so you can do even better. So mm -hmm. I did I did these things and I feel like those helped me surround myself with the appropriate circle of individuals who, you know, wanted to study, played sports and wanted to do well. And because of that, you know, I was able to go to the library after practice before I went home, right? Because mm -hmm. if I got home, I'm just gonna sit on the couch and <laughs> relax. I'm tired. Exactly, you're tired I, after a long right. day, yep. Right. Yeah. But no. my mind into going to the library, it just helps uh helps me just transition right into study mode, mm -hmm. then go home and then home is to sleep and then repeat, right? And so yeah, so definitely having the right people around me and you know, taking initiative and really, really ensuring that I knew myself in a sense that okay, I'm doing poorly support where are you okay let's find it go for it right i never not utilize support universities mm -hmm. they have a lot of academic support and even football like football stuff as well if i'm not doing well i want to improve something there's individuals whether it be strength and conditioning coaches your position coaches mm -hmm. head coaches right to help you improve specific skills so i think that's one thing that if, if i can give any advice today is always tap into your support there's it's there you already paid for it it's already available <laughs> exactly <laughs> you already right? paid for it might as well use it <laughs> it's already there right so might as well might as well use it as you just said right so i think that's the one one thing that really helped me to succeed is to just mm -hmm. use those supports before use it before it has to come to you because mm -hmm. then because when it, when it comes to you then it might be too late right you are mm -hmm. like failing now you didn't know no use it to avoid keep filling the way so you're successful and you never have yeah. to use it or sorry, Absolutely. never need it at that point yeah. exactly i think one one thing you said really struck me you said that you were vulnerable enough to know when you needed support that is key that is so so key when i went to university of toronto i i, I had this huge aura of pride around me. I was like, I got into U of T, you know, coaches were talking about, you know, Shaka, where we want you, coaches were saying, we want you to be on Bloor Street. And if you don't know what that means, it means there were like posters of, of athletes yeah, on, the poster, right. Yeah, right, on, on the main streets. <laughs> right. Like we want you to be on Bloor Street. So I was like, all right, bet. What do you mean? Like, I, I got this. And so like, I'm thinking, I'm, I have this big head around me. I'm, I'm thinking, you know what? I'm going right. to do great things here. And so, Mm -hmm. Every every time I went to the stadium, I had a smile on my face. I was I was happy to be right. there. And, you know, I was doing my best to you know bring my classmates with me. I'm like, you know, let's let's go, guys. Right. Let's push on the fields, push in the gym, let's do that. But academically, I I wasn't very strong. I knew I needed the help. I I knew that for a fact. I remember going to study hall because it was mandatory for for first years. Going to study hall, right. 
and kind of sitting there on my phone or just reading reading through my, my textbook but like reading the same page over and over and over again I'm like I'm not <laughs> actually doing anything I am wasting right, my time right. here and I think for me because I had such high hopes for myself and the, and the team in the future I didn't right. want anybody to see me down you know, to, mm-hmm. so like when I, when I was struggling, you know, I, I'd go and I, I, you're like, yeah, no, I'm good. No, I don't, I don't need extra help. All good. No problem. And, you know, right. I, I do what I had to do to, to get by, but I right. was struggling, you know, I was struggling so much. And that after that first year, I was academically ineligible because I didn't pass. I think I passed one course that entire mm-hmm. year. I was like, I, I can't, now I cannot play football. And it got better the second year. And like you said, you know, surround right. yourself with people who, who know what they're doing. And I started to do that a little bit, but again, it was a little too late because I was, mm. I had these habits already that I just wasn't going to open myself up to proper help. And I kind of let it all slip. And I remember coach, coach Greg Gary at this, at this point, he, I remember him looking at me and saying, <laughs> you know what, you, you put a smile on for everybody. You put a face on for, mm-hmm. for everyone. You know, no one knows what's going on inside, but you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's heartbreaking because we want to help, but you're not letting anybody in. And I was like, mm-hmm. mm, that's, well, that's true. That is true. And sometimes I think back to, to that time, like, what if I did things differently? Would I have, would I have ended up graduating from U of T? Would my football career have gone a different way? I don't know, but right. I don't like to live. I don't right. like to live in, right. in the past because right. what happened happened. Right. And when I transferred right. to George Brown, it was, it was totally mm. different. At that point, I was okay. focused on my academics. I said, you know, I'm right. doing this because I want to graduate. I'm doing this because I want to do something for myself. So I took all the help. I took all the help. I was open about it. I'm like, hey, I am not doing well in school. Someone help me. I'm not right. doing this. I'm not doing it. And so it, you know, it took me, it took me like a year to get out of the mindset that was that wasn't a varsity athlete at the University of Toronto anymore. Yeah. But eventually when I when I got into the mindset of I am a student, I I need help because I can't do this alone. Then things right. started not coming easy, but were very manageable. You know, I knew where to go. I knew the questions to ask. I knew the professors to talk to. So I I hear you when you say you were vulnerable with your need of help. Cause that that's huge. That's a huge part of it all. Completely like empathize with exactly what you're saying. Yeah, it's uh, I, I would say as well, like the the, the football setting, a lot of the way it's built, I don't know about other schools, maybe U of T, a lot of time it's just not conducive, especially with uh, people's specific circumstances, it's not conducive or, you know, academics first kind of deal, mm-hmm. right? So sometimes it's, it's, it's easy to like just miss that point, but like, oh, wait, no, it's actually critical after first year, you're like, oh, wait, oh, wait, I needed, I needed, I needed those grades? Really? <laughs> right? Because, because, again, I, like, I know you, um, like myself, very passionate about football, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, we, we have this drive to be better, to do better, mm-hmm. right? And football really does become consuming in terms of our, our lifestyle, because we got to train, we got to eat right, we got to study the game to be successful, and that definitely um, does take over everything that you do, in mm-hmm. my very opinion, because I definitely experienced that. And 
one thing I, I tried to do um, in the future was ensure I had like non-football friends as well. Yeah. Right. To take so me out of that space. <laughs> because if you're always in that space, you're just always thinking about football. <laughs> yeah. So yep. having non-football friends really brought me out of that space to think, okay, you know what? I got to, there's other stuff I got to do, make sure I succeed in, in a multitude of areas. And I think that um, in my area helped me. And um also, personally, I think my my mom really ingrained very key points in me. Very simple thing, though. Like, Mark, just keep your head down and fight through and keep going. I think just watching her and our, like, struggle, our family struggles, um, I really learned to emulate kind of her character and behavior and how she tackles life. And mm-hmm. I feel, um, although I feel like, you know, the academic experience, the football experience was very difficult, but because I was able to emulate her behavior and character, I was able to, you know, not see these situations as defeating, right? If it gets hard, I'm just like, okay, what do I got to do to make this work out? What do I got to do to make this easier, right? What are the next steps? Um, I believe football, again, this is why I would always say like the football experience always 100% great experience in getting me to who who I've become. Because mm-hmm. football, we also had the mentality of the next play. Yeah. Right? Right? And that's that's kind of how my life has kind of gone. <laughs> like, it, it, after, for me, I'm always quick to turn the page, right? Okay. Um, I finished one, for example, in class, I finished one exam, right? I'm always, like, thinking, okay, the next exam. So, for me, one thing that really helped is when people would start preparing for exams, I don't know, two days before, I'm already prepared for the exam three weeks before because I'm like, okay, I got this class. I got football practice. I don't have time to not be prepared for this exam. So when it comes mm-hmm. around, I'm not cramming, right? So I'm already like the next play. Mm-hmm. One skill I really, really learned from one of my close friends was like the organization skills, right? Oh, so <laughs> like, duh, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? And what, what I did at the beginning of the year for every single class was – go through the syllabus, right? I, I don't know if I'm getting ahead of myself. No, you're I good, go you're good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then I literally write down every assignment, mm. every um, exam, test, quiz, percentage, dates in order. So I see everything on one page right at the beginning of the year, right? So this really helped me to map out other aspects of my life because my life is so busy and it's so mm-hmm. average changing. But the one thing is my life was also predictable, right? Mm-hmm. I knew I knew I have class from eight to this time. I knew I had practice from this. I know we had games. Like I, I know these things. So because it's predictable, you're able to plan. So planning at the beginning of the year to ensure by the end of the year, you're, you're, you're happy about what happened, right? But be flexible, right? I wasn't a person mm-hmm. who just studied and played football, right? I I enjoyed my football experience, right? Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> like, whatever you would think football guys do, I participated in those. <laughs> but I, there was a limit. There was a limit, right? Yeah. Because you can only do so much and be successful in other areas. So I put a limit on those aspects as well. Um, and, you know try to be very cognizant of my situation. And I think just 
combination of all those things truly helped. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think, I think that's super important. And one, one thing I'm, I'm, well, actually I'm hearing a lot of things in this conversation, but you're, you're keep pulling out skills and traits that you've learned and acquired over, over your academic journey, because you know, right. you, no one, no one starts off having all this, otherwise we'd all be hundred percent right. students. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and, and those are traits that I would personally attribute to a leader. Before you go back to all the skills that we've talked about in this, can you give a, a definition of leadership? What is leadership to you? Hmm. So I, I would say, okay, so when um, I was playing football, right, for some odd reason, I always saw leadership as the individual, you know, at the middle of the circle, mm. you know, just giving a speech, hyping everybody up. And I was mm-hmm. thought, you know what? I want to do that. I was like, that's such a. But then, as you know, I got a, got out of that sphere, right? Um, I've learned leadership is more of like an individual thing, mm-hmm. right? It's it's how the leader um, helps, supports, and serves the person that requires leadership, yeah. right? So it's very very unique, and it's like that one on one bond or. Um, a passing down of skills and knowledge or trying to help a person navigate um, their experiences based on your ex- experiences, right? Mm-hmm. Or being a resource, like, I don't have this experience or this knowledge. Let me get those individuals who can give that to you. So I, I really think a leader is someone who takes the time to understand the individual mm-hmm. at where they are now and help them to carve out the path to where they want to get to. Right. By giving them proper skills and knowledge and information and being flexible yeah. in whatever way they desire. That's kind of Absolutely. how I, right. Yeah. No, and, and I, lo- I love that, you know, it's, it's talking about, and this is the key part that we've talked about throughout the entire podcast is relationship building. Leadership, right. leadership is very selfless. You want to understand other people that way you're right. able to serve them the best way that they need to be served. You know, and you know, at the end of the day, you you serve them, you uplift them. Now, now they're doing the same thing for other people. It's it's a cycle that that requires a lot of sacrifice. Now, when I say sacrifice, I don't want people to think of you have to give up something in order to get something else. When I say sacrifice, I want I want people to think of you you want you want to put others ahead of yourself in, you know, mm. you know, make, make sure that their needs get served first before right. your own. Cause like we can all, you know, get our bag and, and do what we have to do, you know, but it takes a certain amount of maturity and sacrifice to make sure that someone else is able to, to do what they have to do first and then come back right. and do it for ourselves, you know? And so I think that that's, that's huge for, for, for leaders. And, and that's that for me, that kind of summarizes what you're, what you've been talking about. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree, agree with that for sure. Um, like, especially even like this podcast, right? One thing I always reflect back in my own situation is, you know, I wish, you know, right at the beginning, you know, mm. first year, maybe even grade 12 high school, you know, somebody or someone would have sat me down and just said, okay, Mark, this is likely what you're going to be in store for. Right. And these are the resources you can use to support yourself. And then as well, this is what um, success looks like. 
-hmm. I think one thing I just did not really know was what success looks like. Mm -hmm. So I never really had a bar to, to shoot for, mm -hmm. right? So on your journey or on my journey, I had to kind of learn what success would mean for me. And when I learned that from, you know, other people around me, I was able to then shoot higher, right? Mm -hmm. And know, okay, so this is what I have to do to retain that, right? And again, this probably comes from, you know, lack of role models in my own life to really give me that, that experience, mm -hmm. right? And into like, I'm the first in my family to go to university, mm -hmm. right? First in my family to go to do a master's as well at U of T. And then now the first in family to do medical school. So um, as I go into that next step of my journey, it's gonna be very, very key that I find a mentor, mm -hmm. right? A mentor that will give me that that will be able to answer all my questions because I'm a person that, again, one, one more thing you should add is always ask questions. <laughs> always. Always ask questions. Ask. There are no stupid ask. questions. Just ask it. Just exactly. if something comes up in your head. If you're quiet about it, you're not going to learn. Just, just, mm -hmm. just ask it, right? So someone I can ask questions to to help me um, understand what success looks like and what future success would look like. So I can also prepare for that and shoot for it now. Because for example, medical school, it's not about when you're in university sometimes, it's about what what did you do when you were in the high school to prepare yourself for, for university, to prepare yourself for medical school. So mm -hmm. it's it's really down the line. So the once you have your goal and what you want to shoot for is academics, medical school, or something else, whatever it might be, you unfortunately you have to start early Otherwise, you're going to be playing catch-up, right? Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's the worst race. Like, you don't want to play catch-up with anybody. You, no, <laughs> you no, want to be no, ahead. No. If exactly. to win, you want to be ahead. <laughs> not that you can't win when you play catch-up, but um, it, it just makes difficult. it a lot harder. Yeah, more yeah obstacles, absolutely. Right? Absolutely. You mentioned you met something that I, I wish, I, know, I, I wish, I want this to be a thing. Um, you know, I want, maybe, maybe some universities do this, I don't know, but I want you know, first year, first year athletes at their university to go to go and visit uh, high schools and talk to the aspiring athletes that are going off to the university mm -hmm. the next year. Like, hey, this is what you have to expect, and you yep. know, and, and have that open, open and honest dialogue. Like, it's hard, you know, and talk about the the not not even not even the athletic the athletic difference between high school and, and university because like that I feel like that's a given like if people are going to that's expect it's going to be different but right but the, yeah, the exactly. academic difference you know the academic difference is totally different um right i i know you know uft is known for being difficult to get in being even harder to stay in so right. so you know right. having if if you understand that going in to us to a university then i feel that you're much more prepared like you said you're not playing catch up at this point you are prepared because you know what to expect i think that that is huge and you, yeah right. what, 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 sorry go ahead yeah yeah one thing i want to add to that is I, so i think sometimes like those programs kind of kind of exist but it's mm. always the individuals who were like super successful at you know being yeah. a student athlete it's never the individuals who struggled yeah. and then became successful those are those are the more realistic stories or role models that 
I think a lot of people need to see, like, mm-hmm. you struggled, but in, despite of the struggle, you found ways to succeed and you had to learn different skills, talk to different people, understand, reflect, mm-hmm. understand your vulnerability, mm-hmm. like all these things. And those might help individuals better assess their situation and be more realistic about where Absolutely. they currently are versus where they need to get to, right? Absolutely. No, I, I think I think that's completely true. You know, you have individuals on all, on all, ends of the spectrum you know you know people are people are they're super quote-unquote successful in their academics and athletics and they're they're breezing by people who struggle and like you have everybody in between right so like having people on on one end are is going to affect one one side but like like you said you want people that cover pretty much cover everything to give a more realistic view of what the experience will be like going forward Right. right Yeah. Um, You had mentioned you didn't have a view on what success looks like before, before Mm -hmm. you got to that point. Um, Are you able to give us your definition of success? Like what, what, what I see it as for you. Yeah. So what, what is, what is, what is success for Mark? Success for Mark um, at this point would be graduating from medical school, then going to the specialty that I want. But ultimately, what success looks like is um, being able to support my community, mm. right? I feel mm. like once I'm able to attain all this education, experience, the, the whole point, right, in the end is to mm. bring my skills back to individuals who, who require it the most. Mm-hmm. Right. And when I'm able to sit across from, you know, you know, I, I, I'm going to be very biased, but someone similar to my own mother and like tell her how to support her health in the mm-hmm. best possible way that I could, that would be my success. That I love it. That will mean everything I've done up to this mm-hmm. point, all the sacrifices, struggles, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, was worth it. And that's mm-hmm. what success looks like to me. To be that, that, that is a very service oriented view of success and I, I i'm the same way i i want to continue to serve the community like for, right. for me success with with beyond the game is to serve the community right. and you know eventually hopefully change the, the entire scope of athletics from a what can i do in athletics to how can i serve through athletics Mm. that 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 is my mindset when it comes to sport and that's and so has has the underlying mission of success for you been there throughout like have you has it always been i i Mm. want to serve or has it adapted throughout your throughout your your uh, your academic career and athletic career right no definitely adapted um i Mm. would say when i was younger i've i don't want to use the word naive but more of the sense of um, lack of knowledge, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't have the kind of information I do now to better mm-hmm. assess what things look like, if that makes sense. Yeah, right? I no, just didn't. 100%. I just didn't know, right? So now that I know better, I'm sure there's way more for me to know and really refine what I know, I think I know, right? I'm completely open to that. I'm, I'm, my, 
definition of success is adapted over time. Like I'm, I'm very keen on supporting and um, helping black health in the black community. And part of the reason why I know the, the importance of it is based on research that I've mm -hmm. done, you know, I'm at master's level, you know, I've been able to educate myself on very specific things, right? Mm -hmm. And then reflect on my own community that I live in and see these things in action, right? It's, it's one thing to read about, you know, certain things in articles and blah, 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 when it feels very far away. Yeah. It's another thing to see it within your community and, and just thinking, wow, how can I make a difference in that area, right? So because of those experiences, my definition of success has evolved and changed over time and yeah. Nice, nice. I think that's super key. And um, I, th I think a lot of people feel, and I, I knew I, I definitely felt this new growing up, um, that once you have once you have a, a goal in mind, it, you cannot divert from that goal. You have to you have to see it all the way through. That's not life, you know. At the end of the day, that is not life. You know, we're we're going to be hit with, you know, with with jabs and crosses and uppercuts and like how how we roll off those punches is that is going to be our life. You know, like are we going to just like keep eating those punches and just kind of go through them because that why 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 divert yourself you right. adapt yourself and and figure out what works best for you in each situation because it it won't look the exact same way you know and right. so being being adaptable and being um being able to maneuver and having the mental agility one thing we talk about beyond the game it's mental agility not necessarily mental toughness but mental agility mm -hmm. taking taking the energy from from one thing and taking the mental mental fortune from one thing and just shifting it to to, right. to something completely different right that is so important in life being able to just do that have that shift yeah completely relates to mental agility this is why i keep saying football was probably one of the greatest things to ever happen to me because football is really a very grueling sport like <laughs> Yeah. Imagine volunteering to run into someone that knows much bigger than you, and oh, right? It, it just it, it it again. I look at younger me, and I'm like, wow, what, what younger you? You just you you were amazing, right? So, um, right, and that aspect or that um, mindset of approaching any situation as non insurmountable, like there's mm -hmm. some way. I can beat this. If I go to the weight room more, I'll get stronger. You know what? That big guy, maybe I can throw him to the side this <laughs> one time. Who knows? If I run more on the field, I can get faster. Mm -hmm. That big guy, I'll just run around him, right? There's, there's so many things that I feel like I learned on that football field with mm -hmm. the people around me, the emotional turmoil, the physical turmoil that I brought into my pursuits and what's definitely taking, like, and brought into medicine, right? Um, like I would have, I don't think without football, I think I would have stopped trying to pursue medicine a long time ago. Mm -hmm. But because I felt like there's always a chance, it's an opportunity, find different ways. Not everybody's path is straight. It's, it's mm -hmm. gonna be all like like that. And exactly. then go up, who knows, right? So it's important to, to keep trying and find, multiple avenues yeah 
find the right mentors, the right individuals that can support you. Try to be realistic. That's the one mm -hmm. thing, again, for football. Football, the position you play is based on your weight most of the time or your speed yeah. or your strength. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. If you're a certain weight, I remember the first year I was super skinny when I came in and they put me in defensive end and everybody's like much bigger. I was like, so they're like, Mark, just run around them. Like, <laughs> like, okay, that really works half the time. Right. But I was realistic about my body and, mm -hmm. and thought, okay, I need to change my body. So I was in the weight room more. Right. So this can be easy translate to spending many hours studying mm -hmm. more on specific areas that you know you have weaknesses in and mm -hmm. just developing those areas. So I think definitely that mentality is transfers. So the mental agility completely, completely relates with that. Absolutely. Absolutely. You've given advice throughout the entire, throughout the entire episode. And I absolutely love it. Can you give one more piece of advice to, to someone that's looking to step up into a leadership role? Hmm. <laughs> I just thought of a cliche, like in Nike. Just, just do just it. Just do it. <laughs> right? Um, <laughs> literally. Um, I, I think, you know, they, you know, they say people are like born natural leaders, right? Or, or whatever. Like, I, I still, I think even natural leaders sometimes don't think they can lead until mm -hmm. the opportunity comes about where they actually step into that role, mm -hmm. right? Um, I would say this is a money kind of aspect. One thing I always was fearful of, I don't know why, was my uh, my public speaking abilities, mm. right? Mm. And I was always like, um, I don't like talking in front of classes. I don't like giving presentations. I'll get so nervous having all the eyes just look at me. I was like, mm -hmm. what is going on, <laughs> right? And, and the thing is, every time I would get in front of the class, my heart would start racing. Right. And I always thought, okay, I guess, you know, over time I'll just get better and this, this, that would be it. Right. <laughs> but funny thing is my heart always races till now. Um, I had, actually had an opportunity to um, do, so I was doing my master's degree. I was my, I was a valedictorian at my master's degree. Hey. Came about, and I was like, at first I was worried. I was like, I don't want to drink it. But then I was like, you know what, this is who I am. And I was chosen for a reason. So I took that role, right? Mm -hmm. So I stepped in, I said yes to the opportunity. And I was myself when I got on stage, right? That was the thing, like, regardless of being afraid, my heart was beating, I stepped into the opportunity, was myself and was successful. So just, just again, just do it. As you do, you will learn and you will get better. So that's that's the best advice for yeah. Leadership. Honestly, yeah. Some, sometimes sometimes <clears throat> the, you know, well, actually, not sometimes. Always the hardest thing to do is to start. It just yeah. just, it just right. jump right. But and and if that's the hardest part of it, just do it. Just make that right. first step. Make the first step, and right. it will get better. I hundred percent agree. Do you have any books or? Uh, resources or anything that something that you would recommend for someone to consume, you know, if they're mm -hmm. if they're looking to better themselves, like what has what has helped you become you? Experience and yeah. um, 
learning from other people within that same domain that you're trying to shoot for mm-hmm. is probably the best way than just picking up a motivational book or something mm-hmm. like that like no one can get you to do something you don't want to do facts right yes so sir. you have to do your you have to just whatever uh, kind of support or circle you're in um do your best to extend to to reach those individuals who um can support you who can help you who have the experience that you require and then try to learn by experience mm-hmm. if that makes sense their experience your experience learn from that experience because I've, i've never i don't know seen a book or be interested in a book that told me about how i should do a b c d of my life and change yeah. things yeah. i just i just um figure out okay what do i need to do to be successful and aim for that I don't, Dude, I, 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 I fully agree. I'm with you there. I'm with you there. So don't even worry about it, man. Yeah. Like I don't need outside motivation to be motivated. I'm exactly, myself. Exactly. You need, you need, you need to find it for yourself. You need to find it for yourself. Yeah. Cause a, a lot of times, you know, the external motivations, they, they'll wear off, right? At some yeah, point exactly. they'll wear off. So if you're able to There's... motivate yourself and have it from within, you, you keep going. Right. But yeah, anyway, I, I appreciate you. Thank you so, so much for, for being part of this podcast. You've, you've spoken into a lot of people's lives and I know that it's going to be incredible to just to hear it uh, and have people kind of act on it and understand that the academic journey, no matter how rigorous or how grueling it could be, can still be a very rewarding one. And even an athletic journey, you know, you, you right. learn a lot from the people around you, you know, surround yourself with people that will uplift you and that will push you to be the best version of yourself, you know? And so thank you for, for sharing your wisdom. We wish you nothing but luck in med school and we want have another conversation. Once you're halfway there or when you're sure. done, we have another yeah, conversation. No, yeah. We want to see everything. Right. And just one more advice. I just, I just thought, um, just love what you do and do mm. what you love. Oof. I promise you, you do that i promise you won't have to motivate yourself for no reason to do anything because it would just be it would just be who you are and then exactly everything comes be but yeah exactly. thanks for having me really appreciate this like i definitely this is something i like to do just talk about experiences and try to support and give advice to the next generation and allow them to be more successful than i ever was right that's yeah. really the goal and yeah excited to come back whenever the time arises or is necessary and yeah thank you absolutely love it man absolutely do ladies and gentlemen that's that is it for today's episode thank you so much for listening as always we thank you have a great great day different names for success but we gon' taste keeping metal on tango me okay gold medals round next cfl rings bill kings queens btg repeat rotate